So I've just come out of Hackney Central Overground Station. It's taken two tubes and I'm North London and heading towards a place called the Conservatory Archives, which apparently is a plant centre and it's got a cafe in there. And there I'm going to be meeting Mariska Martina, who is the most amazing, talented young lady. Played jazz at the bookshop bar on a number of occasions. And so I'm very excited to be meeting her to see how she's doing. And she's also just written the, um, or composed, I should say, the jingle for the Travelling Through podcast, which is great. So off to meet her now. Just crossing the main road at Hackney. Hackney has a big West Indian Caribbean community here. Uh, there's a lot of new cafes, restaurants, bars opening up around here and uh, of which this is one that I'm meeting Mariska in so kind of gentrification is coming this way. This is the Travelling Through Podcast. I'm your host Emma and today I'm meeting Mariska Martina, singer, songwriter and the composer of the Travelling Through Podcast jingle. She's from Holland and this is her unique story of London, the world and life. So today I am recording from Hackney, although I think we may well be in Clapton and I've got Mariska. Right on the border. Yes, yeah. right on the border. So I've got Mariska Martina with me uh, today and yeah, we are right on the border, I think. Yeah, and, I think so. And yeah. It's kind of a dead zone in between po- postcodes. It's very confusing. <laughs> Lots of packages get lost in the mail. Do they really? <laughs> yeah, they actually do. Well, I just walked along the high street yeah. here and it's it's just pedestrianised and it's got a pawnbroker's so and it? it's yeah. just got a baker's that's been here for... Uh, ages and like an actual butcher's yes it doesn't seem like there's many chain stores we've got we've got a mcdonald's up the road (laughs) (laughs) well i think that's a necessity for some isn't it (laughs) exactly um but yeah mainly all the coffee shops here are all independent and yes yeah and we're we're sitting in the middle of a plant shop is it how all house plants it looks like and uh, sadly the cafe is closed which is a real disaster but i need to come back again (laughs) the coffee is very good so So we're sitting in what's it called the conservatory Conservatory archives on clapton road yes and you could easily walk past it and not realize there's a little cafe here it's quiet and um just very calm we, we are completely surrounded by plants I know, it's so lovely it's so just good good choice to thank you thank you <laughs> so i was trying to remember the first time that we actually met and i think it was you came into the shop and I said know. that you were do- starting to do gigs and you'd really like to do one i think so the shop. i think you know what i think it might have something to do with my mother like every time my mother comes over to london she kind of goes into places and then reports back so I think she went ah. into the bookshop and then was like Mariska you should go talk <laughs> to because I think we just opened the bar at that point yeah. so it was perfect timing for me. or maybe it was Craig at that point you were still working yeah, next door still working. at the scooter yeah. bar yeah so, so maybe it was Craig door. that suggested yeah. somebody suggested anyway mm. that I go talk to you so. yes and so you came and and did a debut I think it was one of your debut yeah, gigs I think it was it was how long was that ago? Like, was it 2016, 17? Wow. So a few years ago, definitely. Oh my lord! Yeah, so I was definitely like starting out. You were starting <laughs> out, and the first, your first gig with us, it, we had a full house, we which did. was great. That was amazing. <laughs> Candlelit. I know it was really. That was a really nice night. I, I remember as well. Like lots of my friends came down, and it was like. It was such a nice evening. It was, yeah. <laughs> and, um, and the type of music, for, for our listeners, mm-hmm. what kind of music do you play? I mean, I would say 
jazz scene, but maybe Jazzy. a bit. Yeah, so a bit of everything. Yeah, I guess so. I've tried over the last year. I've kind of tried to distance myself a little bit from kind of the purest jazz mm-hmm. because I find it a little bit alienating sometimes. Right. And also, the stuff I write myself is much more like Joni Mitchell meets Nora Jones. So it's interesting kind of a combination. Little bit <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit more mainstream than like your jazz club jazz. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, and you've got two EPs out. Three. Three now. Yeah. Wow, three. Okay. I've missed one on the way. Uh, no, one of them was the the jazz EP. So two original EPs and one uh, with purest jazz (laughs) and I think you came to us first to give a gig before you went to Ronnie Scott's which made us feel very oh yeah oh my lord that was before then yes because then I think you were doing Ronnie Scott's a couple of weeks later upstairs at Ronnie Scott's like let's be hey but still still Ronnie Scott's I mean (laughs) put that on my CV yes definitely and and Toulouse Lautrec Toulouse Lautrec a few times Mm -hmm. Brasserie Zedel it's a little bar in Hackney and uh, off Broadway on Broadway Market where I play sometimes regularly. Mm-hmm. Is this where you're playing tonight? Um, you no, playing? so tonight I'm playing in Hackney Wick. Right. Um, there's a place there called the White Post Cafe, mm-hmm. and I talked them into giving me a bi-weekly gig. Perfect. <laughs> so <Good>. It's kind <laughs> of a strange situation because nobody really knows what's going on, so I just come there set up and start playing and then people are kind of like some people leave because that's not why they're there and some people are like oh this is actually quite nice let's stay and <laughs> well, that's good so you're creating a, a new scene yeah for, i guess for, so. for happening yeah. <laughs> let's hope so <laughs> well i have to come up this way but it took me um two tubes and the overgrounds mm. to get here I'm, yeah, I'm sure there's a, a it is a bit of a well, hackney is very accessible for some parts of london yeah exactly but it's a little bit harder coming south from, mm. from southwest it's a little bit harder. Yeah, I need to go to South West every Wednesday to teach in Ballon mm. and like Streatham. Yes. Hour and a half at yes. least travel yes. yeah. each way. It's, it's, it's probably why Hackney and this and Clapton area are creating, I mean, it's really come on in terms yeah, of the kind of shops. and definitely um, like very uh, gentrified. Mm. Um, I just really like it because, I don't know, the population is younger. There's lots of dogs. <laughs> lots of dogs. <laughs> yes. Are there lots of parks around here? Yeah. And you've got Hackney Marsh. Yeah, nearby. so we've got. There's lots of these kind of little parks. So here, Churchyard, and then Hackney Downs, and um, there's a. Near, uh, what's it called? I don't know. What's it? Between here and Hoxton, there's another one, and London right. Fields. And of course, yes. Yeah, yeah, so there's quite a lot of green. Yeah. And I mean, actually, this is what I'm finding as I'm visiting different parts of London, how much of London is connected by these kind of, as I call them, oxygen lungs, yeah, you know, oh, that's green, nice. green spaces yeah. in between. That's, that I more really so than like I, that about London. Yes, it's, kind of it's more so than I than I thought, which is um, which is good. We need those green spaces, don't we? <laughs> I think we definitely do. You played also with with Roddy Matthews. Matthews, that's yeah. right. And you've played two gigs with him, I think, at Travelling Through. Yeah, I think I did. Uh, I think at least two. Or was there a third one that was like three people? I <laughs> we won't advertise that one. It was a bit of a last minute thing, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. <laughs> and it was during the uh, Vaults Festival, I think, as that's well. That's right, yeah. yes, there was a lot going on. That was on, funny. So. <laughs> I quite enjoyed that, though. It was a very intimate a ve- Very intimate. <laughs> I mean, I, I like any gig where you can just like make the audience very uncomfortable and like be very direct and say, like, don't leave. <laughs> Please don't leave. Are, and, what, are you leaving? <laughs> <What>? Really? <Yeah. laughs> so I started playing with Rolly 
I don't even. I met him four and a half years ago already, which is mm-hmm. quite a while. And then I studied with him for a year at LCCM, and then this collaboration between us just was born. Fantastic. Yeah. Yes, and and you're still playing with him from time to time. Yeah, from time to time, and we still work a lot together. Um, I always ask him for advice on music stuff and non-music stuff as well. I see him almost every week. Oh, really? Yeah, that's, yeah. That's he's, he's he's family. Like yes, um, yeah. and you need that because um, yeah, because in fact, family for you is not London, is it? No, it's, it's not. Um, it's Holland. It's Holland. Yes. Yeah. But you also have a Peruvian yeah. connection. Exactly. As well, so, so my dad is from Holland and my mother is from South America, Peru. Mm-hmm. But I grew up in Holland. So. You grew up in yeah. Holland. Yeah, okay. I did. And what brought you to to London? The bright lights of London. Um. So they weren't that bright when I moved here, as in, so the reason I moved here is I was struggling a lot with my mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, I attempted suicide. Right, I didn't realize that. That's okay, like yeah. I'm doing very well now, yeah, so yeah. Good, <laughs> I'm open good, about good. it. Yes. Um, and the mental health care in Holland didn't really, I didn't really have good experiences with it. Mm-hmm. It was kind of being sent from one side to another and not anybody really taking a good look at what was going wrong. Right. Um, and my mother found a place in London that was very good for me. Um, right. So that's why I originally came here. And then okay. after spending a month and a half, two months uh, in this place, I kind of said, I'm not going back. Um, I used to be a classical cellist. I had a career as a cellist back in Holland. Okay. I was a year away from getting my bachelor's. Right. Um, but I was just so unhappy that I, I, I literally said, look, I, 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 I've never been to London. I have literally spent all my time in this hospital. I don't know anybody here. Yes. But I cannot go back. Mm-hmm. I cannot go back to Holland. Right. Um, so I didn't. Wow. <laughs> so, I mean, a courageous step, really. Yeah, you know, just a, a very needed step. And yes. honestly, the best decision I've ever made in my life. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. th- that's fantastic, because I didn't <laughs> really know your backstory. And um, to have you come and play yeah. the gigs with us when you were at really at the very was start very of your, very start. Your, your fledgling. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was honestly like when I look back at it, I'm like, how... How did I survive this? I have no idea <laughs> because it was so mad. But I mean, I started singing, and that's something I want to do my whole life. But right. I was so insecure and so shy that I never did. And then mm-hmm. here it happened. Now, so. yes, <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? You change your environment, and somehow the, the your personality grows as a result, or, yeah. or changes with it. Or yeah, I guess there's something about being in a place where nobody knows you and exactly. you know nobody. Mm that just allows you to really, I don't know, just start over, I guess, mm-hmm. and be very pure and kind of true to what you feel. Yeah, yeah. Which was very liberating. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And you're going from strength to strength now. <laughs> <laughs> and you've just very kindly written our jingle too, which I'm very happy about and, and excited to share with the listeners. <laughs> I had fun making it. Oh, it good. Was, uh, it, it was, it's kind of a new thing I want to get more into because as a musician you have to kind of do as many things as possible because they're all just so hugely underpaid (laughs) you have to do as many things as possible you have to have many strings to your bow pardon the cello (laughs) there we go (laughs) so um but now that you're playing more jazz and you're playing guitar and singing you you have actually gone back to your cello a little bit yeah it's been really nice i didn't play for three years Mm -hmm. almost yeah no three years and then well i used it on a few recordings but very minimal um and then 
last year I met a guy at an open mic, Sean Buswell, who organizes these pop-up orchestras. So okay. basically he just says, guys, I'm going to be here with sheet music, show up and play along. Fantastic, I hadn't heard of this. And it's been really nice because there's musicians of all different levels and musicians of all different kind of backgrounds. And it really allowed me to kind of learn to enjoy it again. Right. Because as a classical musician, you're so conditioned to be very critical. and Absolutely. Especially yeah. if you've been at the level where I used to be, mm-hmm. going back to a very low level where I am now is yes. very difficult because you just I start playing and I'm like oh my god this is so bad <laughs> <laughs> but it's learning to to, kind to of be allow okay with yourself that. Exactly. to make mistakes and to enjoy it exactly that's what really music should be you should be able to enjoy it you're so right you're so right because yeah. I, I played piano from a very early age yeah. and uh, right the way through till I was 18 and it w- I became conditioned by the music and just playing classical music yeah. and I, I stopped playing completely too because I think it happens to a lot of people mm. like I so I'm also a piano teacher mm-hmm. I teach children um, I'm trying to specialize more on like early years right it's very interesting but I do see in quite a lot of my students that I have a few students that used to have a very very strict piano teacher and mm. then I was hired and I was specifically hired to kind of make them love the music again and it's it's really difficult to kind of get that stress out of a young child. Yes. Yeah, because yeah. it just, it hurts them so deeply. Mm. And it makes them so scared to make mistakes. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. I, I think that's quite a common problem. Yeah, it <laughs> is, I, yeah. It's a shame because music's in us all. It's it a shame that too early on it's all about passing exams, not making mistakes, rather than just enjoying Exactly. Music for what it is. I mean, and different styles. Of by music. all means, if a child wants to do exams, do it. Mm. But I, I'm not the biggest fan of it myself. Yes. Especially not when they're young. It's no, like no, no. Learn to love it first, and then think about being professional in it. Like yes. Not the other way around. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um. So you decided to stay in London. Yes. <laughs> and um, I mean, clearly, you had gone through a very difficult time when you first came. Yes. to London um, but what new challenges did you face having made the decision to stay in in London or was um, it just a you felt a sense of freedom so the challenges were, were I easily mean, there were lots of challenges but there were also lots of beautiful new opportunities right I think the biggest challenge for me was that I had to force myself to get out there and make friends and not be scared to start over so to speak because mm-hmm. I left so sudden that it was kind of this weird just chasm in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the right word, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Chasm? Mm-hmm. Chasm. Chasm. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I know. English language is very so weird. Confusing. <laughs> okay, chasm in my life. Um, I think, yeah, I think that was very tough in the beginning because it takes a while to build friendships, obviously. Yes. And like now I've been here five years and I have them. And it's beautiful to see that, you know, I, I can go down the road to see one of my best friends and I have memories with certain people. But when you first move to a place, there you have no memories w- with anybody yet. No, no, no. And it's kind of to keep going to create them is very tough at mm, times, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. No, no, I, I totally agree with you. I think London is a very lonely place to be, but is, it, and you have to really be determined yeah. to just keep going and 
going out there to find the people exactly because yeah. there are i've spoken to many people about this in different podcasts and there are groups of people communities for everyone yeah London's so big it's just great it's just saying don't get put off by perhaps the first i don't no, know ones exactly. that you first join or meet are, are not yeah. for you there are definitely i think there's also definitely something to be said for like when you first move here just for me the best thing i did was just get a job i worked mm. at a clothing shop for a while mm-hmm. and it was just in no means was it ever my passion mm-hmm. or did I ever love it, but it kind of gives you a base from which to work. Mm-hmm. That's a bit of a structure. Exactly, as well. which, is, yes. which is always good, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it makes you um, communicate with people as exactly. well, as well yeah. which is important, I think, yeah. isn't it? So now that you're kind of more settled in London, do you feel the need at all to go back to the Netherlands or are you just, for the moment, um. this is your... I mean, this is my home. Your like, life. I have never felt more at home anywhere than I do here. Mm-hmm. Um, my relationship with Holland is difficult. Like, a lot of bad things happened to me there. Mm-hmm. And it's also a place where I was just hugely unhappy at mm-hmm. the end. So, I've been trying. So, last year I went back for the first time longer than two days. Like, the years before I'd been back, like, what, six de- days in every year? Like, right. nothing. And then I went back last summer for 10 days. I stayed with my sister uh, in Amsterdam. And it was actually quite nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's... that's <laughs> Which surprised me. So yes. I, I do feel some need now to go back and, I guess, kind of trying to make it part of me again. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't really need to live there at mm. all. No, no, no. no. I, I much prefer it here. <laughs> yeah. Yes, well, especially when you're surrounded by, by plants. plants, dogs. And, and do you have your own? Do no, have I don't. Yet? No, my but I have a few friends that have dogs. Okay, so that's I vicariously have a dog. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we're going to do a quick round of questions now. Okay. Just lighten, lighten, lighten up for you. And um, so, favorite form of London transport? Bus. bus. Or two bus, bus yes. definitely bus. Okay, um, do you have a favourite bus route? Oh, um, so I quite like the fifty-five because it goes all the way from here d- to Oxford Circus, mm-hmm. which is quite a night route. Yes. Yeah. So, well, in fact, I might take that on I the way know, back. Maybe, maybe you should. <laughs> I've never been on the fifty-five. <laughs> I mean, I like buses just in, ge- it's, in it's general. It's nice. Yes. I like I like them much better than the tube. Yeah, yeah. Top of the bus at the front for exactly. me. <laughs> but does that work for you being taller than? Um, I mean, everything. It's just a bit cosier. <laughs> yeah, I had uh, one of the baristas. He uh, he is, I think, six foot five, and he said there's a couple of six seats on on the top of the bus that have more yeah, space. Yeah, exactly. That you the one like my favorite seat is um, top deck, where the stair like on the right hand side. Mm-hmm. behind like the whole of the stairs oh where the stairs yeah, yes. yes like a okay. little bit more space for your legs the only thing is when i'm wearing heels i can't go to the top deck because i don't fit so <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you stay on the left yeah deck. i stay on the lower deck it's, exactly. it's knowing what what's possible exactly. isn't it <laughs> know your limits <laughs> know your limits exactly favorite place on a sunny summer's day a london park or the thames thames the Thames. Definitely do you have Thames. a favorite go-to place? Um, I do. Yeah. So I have like a few reset places in London where I go when everything just becomes too much. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of them is like the South Bank. So between kind of embankment and uh, the Tate Modern. Okay. Yes. I love walking 
It's yeah. a lovely stretch yeah. of the river, isn't it? Yeah, it's really nice. Very open as well. Yeah. Normally a lot going on. And exactly. Buskers and exactly. Um, and then Gabriel's Wharf, I love. Yes. It's strangely continental, I always find. It's little, <laughs> little, yes, yeah, it little is. square. Yes, I had never thought of it in that <laughs> way, but I think you're right. Yeah, with the um, so, yeah, I, I love the Thames. I love, mm. I love walking there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, favorite London expression or Ooh. English phrase that's oh anything that perhaps bemused you initially when you. I think so. When I first got here, I think I remember one time that my mother was visiting and we were in a black cab and the cabbie said, Oh, yeah, right, love. And my mother said, I'm not your love. <laughs> <laughs> I've really picked up on it, like especially working in like hospitality as I I do and have done. I say a lot of it myself mm-hmm. now, like you're right, I love. And there you go, my darling. Like just saying these little kind of cutesy words. I yes, I really like phrases. that. Yes, it, yeah, it, yes. It makes everything just a bit friendlier. Yeah, embrace the London Ex- phrases. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Okay, so street food or pub grub? Ooh, <gasps> oh, that's very difficult. Um, it depends on what kind of day it is. Okay. All right. It, your typical London day, pub grub every mm-hmm. day, honestly. Okay. F- a favourite pub that you like to visit? Um, I mean, ooh, favourite pub? I don't know. I love pubs so much. <laughs> I lived above uh, the Tankard in in uh, Waterloo for mm-hmm. a year. Right. And I did like it there. And yes. Sometimes I just go downstairs and have some food. Yes. Yeah. Sausage and mash. And okay, it's that's great. good. Yeah. But now I've become vegetarian, which is... Oh, gosh. It, oh, wow, a bit more challenging. A little bit more challenging, yeah. <laughs> but I suppose more pubs are kind of doing more... Yeah, uh, and especially here in Hackney, like, yeah. you've got so many options. Yeah. And where would you go for street, street food? food? Uh, Broadway Market. Broadway Market, yeah. okay. I've never been there for street it food, actually. So, so on Saturday... Mm-hmm. Um, there's a huge market there um, with lots, lots of amazing food. Um, I sometimes play music on a Saturday there and in, a, okay. in a pub there in a cocktail bar. Um, it's just the most wonderful place. Mm-hmm. And I used to love Lower Marsh as well for, for street yes, food. Yes, of course. Especially yes. the, um, the daddy's soul food. Japanese oh, yes, the Japanese. Well, yes, uh, the chicken Daddy's teriyaki, Japan was sort. it? Yeah, that one. Yes, yeah. okay. I used to go there like once a week to get my <laughs> chicken really? teriyaki. It was so good. Fantastic. I don't think I've ever tried that particular dish from them. That's so. so good. Okay, <laughs> all right, on the list of things to try. <laughs> okay, we want a second round of questions. So you, you mentioned that the Netherlands was home originally, mm-hmm. but you also have Peruvian roots. Yeah. And... As a result of that, have you spent much time in, in Peru? I haven't. No, I, last time I was there in, was when I was 12. Okay. I hope to go this year, mm-hmm. uh, as we said. I did live in Chile for half a year, mm-hmm. um, which was very nice. Yes. I loved it. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's a weird combination of cultures, I have to say. I feel much closer to the Latina culture than I do to the Dutch. But then living in South America, it's very different speed than Dutch. So, like, I, I don't know. It's yeah. a very strange. Yeah, <laughs> it's, 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 it's. I think you're the first Dutch Peruvian person I've ever, <laughs> I've ever met. But I'm sure there must be others, like there your sister, yeah, exactly. <laughs> my brother. They're both. They're both equally. Yeah. <laughs> and in terms of the, uh, languages, do you speak both Spanish, uh, both and, Spanish Dutch. and Dutch yeah. fluently? Yeah. Yeah. And English. Did you learn English from an early age? Then, yeah. At so so it's I never an issue here. No. So. I remember uh, my parents speaking English when mm-hmm. I was little, like when they didn't want us to understand what they were saying, they'd speak English. Mm-hmm. And 
in Holland the like English shows or like sitcoms they're all subtitled right so it gives you a very day-to-day way to learn English yes I guess. it does yeah, yeah. it's a bit like in, in France and I think Germany too actually no there no, they, no, dub it, they dub they? it don't they I find really that horrible yes it's very difficult <laughs> it's just very concerning as well when you like listen to the voices they give some of yeah. like, these really popular characters <laughs> like Joey is not supposed to sound oh, like that <laughs> exactly you're right I, the first time I think I went to a, a film in, in Strasbourg and I thought I'd had a really long day and I went I thought I'd be really relaxing and just and I went in there and it was it was all dubbed and I was looking at these oh characters saying Lord. but that's not that's not how Jude Law sounds <laughs> I was looking at everybody else thinking, have I, is yeah, there something wrong here? And they all, they all just were snatching. And I thought it, it was actually hysterical. uncomfortable. <laughs> it's just, yeah. I'm very happy they don't do that in Holland. No, no. So that's another reason why probably you, you, you pick up English more, yeah, more quickly. Um, I always, it has to be said, I always also f- had this really strange fascination with British culture and the English language. Mm-hmm. Like... I wrote a musical when I was like 11, which oh, was wow. in English and Dutch for some reason. <laughs> Amazing. Have you still got it? I mean, I think my mum has still got it. I've, okay. I've got the songs in my head. Like, I, right. If I think hard enough, I can still like remember them. Right. I mean, it wasn't the best story. It had a huge amount of plot holes, but <laughs> but it was the first. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's what matters. So clearly, you don't have a desire, as you say, to go go back there mm-hmm. and and to live in the Netherlands. But how about um, Peru or South America? Do you have a desire to, to live there for a while? You say um, we were in Chile for six months. Actually, no. I think maybe, like, ask me again in a few years. Okay. But, I mean, I've only been here five years. Yes. And this is, this is my home, and I worked so hard to build this home that mm-hmm. I'm kind of like, I can't, one, I can't imagine having to do all of that again, mm. going to another place and starting over again and yes. making all of these new connections again. Um, but also London is just, it's the dream. Mm. Like. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so have you a fondest memory of of either Holland or, Holland or, Peru. or Peru that kind of makes you smile i mean i do have lots of good memories like uh, it's not all gloomy (laughs) (laughs) there's some gloomy stuff but there's also lots of happy stuff like in terms of place or food or um oh so many things come to mind so my parents live in a very beautiful area they live just outside of eindhoven Mm -hmm. um, it's a very green area there's a big forest behind uh, there and i have very good memories of walking Mm -hmm. in those forests uh with my parents dog django right it's close to a river, the Dommel. Um, yeah, I have very fond memories of just going into nature there. Um, mm-hmm. One time I went into the nature there with, with Django and we went off the trail Did and a deer crossed our path, like this oh little wow. deer, and it was just the most incredible thing. Yes. Um, a magical moment. Uh, so <laughs> magical. And I miss the beer. I have to say, I miss good Dutch and Belgian beer. Okay. Right. I am um, not the biggest fan of eels. No. Guinness? I do like it now and then. Yeah. Yes. I think there's somewhere in Hackney actually that has a there's a Belgian Yeah, actually Cafe. on Broadway market. Oh, is, that, is that where it <laughs> is? I go there quite frequently. <laughs> <laughs> it's the dumb. It's, it's good. a magnetic attraction yeah. <laughs> to the best beer. <laughs> oh well that's good. So so though it's a fondest memory, you can also actually appreciate it here from time yeah, to time. Exactly. <laughs> so if I was going to to the Netherlands yeah. and indeed to Peru, even, uh-huh. 
where would you suggest I visit that was slightly off the beaten track? And I mean, definitely that nature reserve behind my parents' in house. In Eindhoven. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, between Eindhoven and Nune. So Nune is where Vincent van Gogh uh, okay. was born and oh, right. lived for, for a while. Yes. This huge nature reserve there where you can walk and cycle and drive and there's places where Vincent used to paint and you can still like you can recognize paintings which is amazing okay um, yeah. it's a very like farm uh, rich area yes um, agriculture um, it's just very beautiful mm-hmm. um, I do miss it you do miss yeah it. like <laughs> when I'm talking about it I'm like oh <laughs> like the smell of like cows <laughs> <laughs> you can always head to the countryside here but it's probably different different smell it's a different smell <laughs> well I shall try next time I'm in the Netherlands I shall make sure I head out to Eindhoven so. yeah, I'm sure my parents would love to make you a coffee <laughs> okay. as well uh, well having met your mum a couple of times yeah. as well, she's, uh, she's always delightful she as well. she's, she always lovely. has a lot to say yes and I mean that in the nicest possible way <laughs> I mean it in mostly a nice way <laughs> <laughs> and oh and Peru do you have somewhere that uh, oh, do you not know see, it enough no I don't no. know enough um, yeah, as I said, it's the last time I was there is, oh my lord, it's 13, 13? No. Oh, wow, 15 years ago? Okay, so it's... Um, so, yeah, I wouldn't know. I mean, I can give you food suggestions, but <laughs> yeah, that, that's Actually, that it. is the thing. Do you, do you at home, do you have, does your mum cook yes, Peruvian food? Yes, and so I do sometimes cook some Peruvian food myself do you? as well. Okay, so you've been um, taught how to Yeah, the some of it. Um, and I do know where to get all the ingredients. That's why I love Elephant and Castle. Mm-hmm. Um, because they've got lots of these kind of Latino shops yes. you, and all the signs are like in Spanish and in English you feel very just, at home then. yeah <laughs> very at home and I do tend to go to a, some, a restaurant now and then here mm-hmm. in uh, London just to yes, get is a there taste a, is there a good Peruvian restaurant? Um, there are several um, so my favourite is uh, Sabor Peruano which is an elephant in castle it's okay. kind of this very authentic place where you feel like you're sitting in somebody's kitchen oh wow um, okay. they've got kind of like these metal foldable tables and paper tablecloths and brilliant it's yeah. it's amazing the I food is very good every time i've gone to elephant castle it seems to be the football's on and it's full <laughs> of men all drinking a lot and it's a bit intimidating going in there even though they say come in come in yeah, yeah. but i will still try that yeah <laughs> no you should go it's good. and you have an, uh, another recommendation for peruvian um food. is that your favorite I mean, that is my favorite. It's the one I go to mm-hmm. always, also because it's more affordable than other places. I've yes. heard that the place in Kingsley Court is also good. Mm-hmm. Um, is it called Tiopit? No, I, d- I don't know what it's called. Okay. But it's, it, I've heard it's very good as well. Um, okay. But it's a bit more fusion-y right. than, than Sabor Peruano. Okay. I'd right. rather have authentic. <laughs> yes, no, definitely. I shall make sure this, these all recommendations go in the show notes oh, as great. well, so <laughs> people can go and find them for themselves, <laughs> including me. <laughs> okay, so another quick round of questions. Are you a cinema or a theatre-goer? I mean, if I had it my way, I would be a theatre-goer. Right. Um, I don't tend to go to the theatre a lot because it costs money and... Mm-hmm. I am an artist, and so I don't have money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. But I do love the theatre. Yeah, you do. Um, yes. Yeah. I there go are on. various ways that you can get yeah. there more cheaply, but it's sometimes odd hours or matinees. Yeah, it's and exactly. And I, I think it's also kind of if you're an artist and you're performing a lot, then you just want to go home. Yeah. You know, yeah. you just want to read a book yeah. in a quiet room. Yeah. <laughs> Do you, do you have a favourite theatre when you do go that you um, like to no, go to? No, I don't have a favourite. It's no. depending what's on. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So are you a dinner out girl or a nightlife to dawn? Dinner 
dinner. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not into clubbing at all. Okay. I I've I've done some in my days. Yes. <laughs> but no, I I like going out for a bite and going to the pub and having a good conversation. Okay. Yes. That's and that's my ideal night. <laughs> <laughs> Much more sociable as well. Yeah. <laughs> and do you have a go-to place for dinner or? Um. No. No, I don't. I I mean, there's a tapas place in Peckham. I really like. Uh, Miss Tapas, it's called. Um, I go there sometimes. No, I don't. I don't really. With my schedule as it is, I work in a pub uh, mm-hmm. three nights a week, and I teach and I perform. It's not really something I either can afford a lot or mm-hmm. get to do a lot because I just I work. Yes. So, yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah. But I, if it is, it's it's Miss Tapas. Miss Tapas. Miss I, Tapas. I love that place. Yeah. Good or um, Briciole in uh, Mer- in Merlebone. It's an Italian restaurant. Which okay. Is super nice. Oh, I well. haven't been there, so I'll, I'll try that one out definitely. So, favorite place to go walking or cycling in or around London? Um, Richmond. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For walking or cycling? Yeah, rich, uh, for walking. For walking. I've never never cycled there. Um, uh, do you do you cycle in? London? I do. Since I've moved here, yes. Mm-hmm. I I mean, South London, I lived there for three years and I did occasionally cycle just on, on like one of those Boris bikes, mm-hmm. um, but not not a lot because, I mean, it's just not a very safe place to cycle. No, you have to have your wits about you, don't you? Yeah, <laughs> and I lived like on Old Kent Road as well and you oh do not goodness. want to cycle there. No. People die. So. Yes. Yeah, yes. <laughs> but here I have a bicycle now that my friend gave me, which is so nice. Um, Are there more cycle paths? Yeah, everybody here, cycles so. here as well. Okay. So, um, You're in good company yeah, <laughs> rather yeah. than on your own. Yeah. No, but I love I love walking uh, along the Thames in Richmond. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Richmond Park's beautiful, isn't Richmond it? Richmond Park is gorgeous. Yes. I, and then Richmond Hill is another one of my kind of reset places. Mm-hmm. Um, I just go up on Richmond Hill and look at the Thames for an hour and then I'm like, yeah, reset and my battery is full again. That's lovely, <laughs> isn't it? Because that's just literally, as it as it sounds, up the hill from Richmond yeah, exactly. town centre. Yeah. And it's it's a lovely view, it's isn't so it? So beautiful, so gorgeous. Yeah. Okay, we're already on to our third round. Oh, of we're whistling. <laughs> How am I doing? You're doing very well. <laughs> if you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? Um, I don't know. I think. London was always my dream, right? And I have that. And you're here, so yeah. So it's maybe it's this place then. Maybe yeah, it's London. I guess. Okay, well, if I could live anywhere, it would be on top on top of Richmond Hill. Okay. <laughs> let's okay. let's go with that answer. That's when, that's when you're rich and that's famous. That's the dream. Yeah, exactly. That's that, that's on the vision board. Okay, <laughs> that's a good vision. I like that. I'll come and visit you and Great. and I'll have some. If you're you very welcome. Yes. Some Peruvian food. Yes, well, coming Peruvian in my house in Richmond Hill. Definitely. Okay. No, good decision. I like that. <laughs> Do you have a wanderlust, or are you very much an armchair traveller? Um, I think I'm an ar- armchair traveller. Yeah. I like coming home. I like seeing other places, but I don't want to be endlessly away from home. Mm. I I remember when I was little, we'd go on like family vacations, and when we'd get home, the first thing I'd do was always drink water from the tap because water in Eindhoven was very nice. One. Yes. But also, it just kind of it was home. It's home. Yeah. Okay. I I always and now I have that with London. Well, I don't. I mean. It's not the first thing the I lovely do. Lovely chlorinated yeah, London it's not, it's not like <laughs> it's not the same, but it's kind of that feeling of this is home. Yes, and yeah. I love coming home. Okay, um, so very much in my armchair traveling. Okay, and for for um for traveling in your armchair, then do you read books that take you that 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 transport you to places? I read a lot. Yes, I love reading. Um, 
I love writing, obviously, as well. Mm-hmm. I think I don't tend to read a lot of travel books. I tend to read just normal kind of literary fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, but they but can transport exactly. you places as well. Yeah. That's the thing, isn't yeah. it? It's, it's, uh, what are you reading at the moment? At the moment, I'm reading um, Raise the uh, High Roof Beam, um, okay. The Carpenters by Salinger. Okay. I've it's the last book of Salinger. I've read all of the others. Have um, you really? I mean, yes. they're all fairly short and mm. condensed. Um, but I'm I'm kind of obsessed with him right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought I'd just like read his entire repertoire. Okay. Um, well, very good. That's. <laughs> I think I've only ever read one of his. Catcher in the Rye, the standard one that everybody reads, but it is great. Yes, but it's a long time ago. In fact, I think I need to read it again. (laughs) It's it's such an easy read. Mm. It's and I mean for me, it's very topical as well for what I'm writing myself. um, Kind of this story of voyage and return, um, which you see in a lot of Salinger stories, Mm -hmm. uh, family values, and I just like I I just like the fact that when I read a Salinger short story or novel novella i kind of finish it and i have no idea what i've just read it's kind of this 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 feeling of what what was this about Mm -hmm. i feel like i've just kind of gone on a little on a little travel little journey yeah that and then yeah Okay. Tends to resonate for a long time. <laughs> I don't know if any of this is making sense. <laughs> no, no, no. no. Uh, um, I think I read books like yeah. sometimes like that. And it, yeah. but it's, it's had an impact, but you're not quite sure how what? it's had an exactly. impact. You couldn't really can't yeah. put it into words. Yeah, exactly. And so that's actually an interesting point you make about the books that you read can actually influence or help you to then write yourself. Yeah. I mean, do you choose particular topics to help you then write your songs or, or, or is your... Um, so I was actually talking more about like my book writing. Okay. Um, mm, what I read doesn't tend to influence my music writing much. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes words, yes. Like I have a folder on my phone where I just write down random words that I heard on the tube or read somewhere and I'm like, that's a nice word. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, but what I read at the moment are all suggestions by professors or colleagues that have said like, oh, this would be very good for you to read because yeah. you're writing this and this. So. Okay. Yeah. What, are, what are you writing book-wise then? Um, so I'm working on my second draft of my first novel right okay. now. Um, it's a story about a young Dutch man who moves to London (laughs) (laughs) Um, after his mother commits suicide. And being in London, he kind of experiments with this freedom Um, in a lot of different ways. He kind of, you know, does a lot of drugs. He parties a lot, drinks a lot, falls in love, loses love, gets different jobs, moves around until he's kind of confronted with the reality that he hasn't hasn't processed what's happened. And Mm -hmm. he needs to do that before he can move on yeah so. so he goes back to Holland so yeah wow that sounds very interesting what have you, has your book got a title and a um I mean I'm it's had like several titles so okay. I'm kind of like Working I don't I, yeah <laughs> I don't want to say a title no. because it's going to change anyway <laughs> okay and do you have like a, a deadline for for your for your book to get um, finished or you just got such a busy schedule <laughs> do you have time to um I to try to do deadlines but it's been yeah it just time gets away from me so quickly here I feel um, I'd like to find an agent by the end of this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it would be amazing if I could also find a publisher, but mm-hmm. we'll mm-hmm. see. I, yes. I need to finish the the second draft and then the third draft, and then I'll find an agent. Okay, so all right. Hopefully well, over the summer. Good so, luck yeah. with all of Thank that. You. Then <laughs> <laughs> it's all part of the journey. Isn't yes. It? So, what place would you say has impacted on you the most where you've been? Well, in London. 
Well, or, or just around the world while you've travelled, or in the UK, or um, is there something that's had a huge, let's mm. say, positive impact on you, and and, and why? Um, I think Roddy's house. Roddy's house. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's um, interesting. I started going there to work on my first EP mm-hmm. um, in his basement. He has a little studio, home studio. Um, and it became this really wholesome place for me to just go there every week and spend five, six hours in this tiny room yeah. with this man working on music. Yeah, I, th- I think that it's a very random answer. <laughs> no, it's really it's interesting. It's very different from all the answers really? we've had so far, which is kind of just great. Well, were, were they all like on top of a big mountain? <laughs> and like some, not, not quite that, but some had some very <laughs> interesting. But we should just say that, that Roddy in himself is a musician yeah. in, um, of his own standing, yeah, really, and, and was your tutor as well. Yes, at, um, at, uh, at LCCM. Yes. Yeah. And he, he's really kind of, has he been a bit of an inspiration for he's you He's been a mentor on so many levels Um, like he's a published writer as well so he's helped me a lot during my masters in creative writing to edit and to kind of stay focused and with my music he's just I think it's very important that you have that one cheerleader Mm -hmm. and he's definitely that one cheerleader that just like I've made him promise that he'll tell me if I need to give up (laughs) I said to him like if I'm ever like so delusional and I keep going then you need to like sit me down and tell me to just like stop (laughs) yeah so you you trust him to be to tell you the truth really so that I think comes with experience really age and and experience I think for me places that have impacted me are always places where I feel at home Mm -hmm. so for example Roddy's house or Mm -hmm. uh, my friend Meg's house or my s- wherever I see my sister or right. just places like that they inspire me yes. people positive people inspire me mm-hmm. so. okay <laughs> that's a lovely answer I really <laughs> like that okay believe it or not we're on to our final question oh my God. <laughs> finally, <laughs> finally. <laughs> what would be the one piece of advice you would give someone moving to London for oh. the first time um, get lost mm-hmm. as in not like get lost but <laughs> go walking and get lost get lost yes um, turn your phone off yes um, and start walking yeah because that's how you get into amazing adventures yeah go to a pub on your own go to the gallery on your own mm-hmm. go to a place you've never been before on your own meet new people that mm-hmm. way just mm-hmm. have your own space mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think that's very important to have your own space to where you can always go and kind of reset and mm-hmm come back to yourself yes and you can only find that by yourself because exactly. it's, it's your yeah. your place isn't it and i think it's you know a city like london can be so alienating and lonely mm. and if you just like i know it's very cheesy but if you become like intimate friends with yourself then you don't feel as lonely yes yeah. and it's i've honestly had some of the nicest times in the city by just walking around on my own mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. finding new new little streets that i'd never seen or little side streets or muses that i'd never encountered before mm-hmm. and just by switching your phone off and yeah. looking up and instead of just yeah yes it is it's that kind of sense of adventure and yeah. you found it all by yourself <laughs> exactly <laughs> that's um that's a that's a great answer i like that answer too i think it's a good piece of advice too we have come to the end of the questions, oh but is there much. anything else that you'd like <laughs> to add at all in terms of oh what gosh. you're doing next? And um, um, I mean, I'd love to give myself a little plug. Do, if please. That's okay. that, of course, um, yes. Because, as, you know, there's so many musicians in London. We, we need all the publicity of we can get. Of course you can, yes. Um, yeah. So you can check out my music on Spotify and Deezer and YouTube and 
all over the internet uh, if you just search for Mariska Martina and I have a website too which is www.mariskamartina.com on social media you can find me also with Mariska Martina I'm very consistent that way <laughs> um, <laughs> and if you like my music please share it yes very important very important yes. yes and you've actually created or composed a piece of music for a, is it a TV series yes for well. an Amazon Prime series yeah. um, not much I think it's on there still it's called Mafia Ties it's mm-hmm. uh, from an uh, independent company in Ohio mm-hmm. Youngstown um, so I have a very random song about drugs and race mm-hmm. on my Spotify which is called Tie Together <laughs> <laughs> I'm quite proud of it though it was fun to write but yeah that's that's the story behind that song. It's very random, but that's why it's there. <laughs> that's why it's there. <laughs> there is a reason. There is a reason. I did just I didn't just wake up and decide to sing about racism <laughs> with my privileged white <laughs> background. I did not do that, I promise. <laughs> okay. Well, definitely we'll we'll make sure all all your links are in the in the Great. show notes for Thank the listeners. You. And and I can certainly say to the listeners that the Mariska's music is fantastic so do have a listen <laughs> you came to the bookshop cafe the bar on a number of occasions you yeah, came. everybody loved your music <laughs> so we wish you all the success thank for you. the future thank you for having me oh no it's been such fun <laughs> and i've learned so much as well um, <laughs> and always always finding new places to go and visit next time i'm on richmond hill i shall be thinking of you <laughs> resetting yourself there <laughs> please do as i said we can find all mariska martinez links in the show notes so to all you traveling through podcast listeners out there i hope it's been inspiring for you and you've got some takeaways from the show of course we'll put the links to everything we've discussed where we can in the show notes if you've enjoyed the podcast please do give us a rating and a review five stars five stars mariska (laughs) will be looking out for for your reviews please do subscribe because that's very important for us and finally please share this podcast with your friends because hopefully if you've enjoyed it they will too and that also goes for Mariska's music too. <laughs> Do a double share on this, double on this share, occasion. Yes. That would be great. So we'll be back next week with more Travelling Through Tales from London's melting pot of cultures, The London Pool, What Makes You Stay and What Makes You Leave. But for now, take care and thanks for listening. Thank you.